SBS, a world of difference. You're with NITV Radio, on mobile, online and on radio. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land NITV broadcasts from, Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and their elders, past and present. We also acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes and clans we broadcast to, from the mountains to the plains, from the desert to the sea, from freshwater to saltwater. Yama, and welcome to Night TV Radio. Today is Monday, the 3rd of July, and this is our first program during NIDOC Week 2023. To all our listeners, happy NIDOC Week. Coming up in your program today, kicking off our NIDOC Week coverage, we have a conversation with the Yamaji Nunga storyteller and artist, Auntie Rhonda Collard Spratt. With Auntie Rhonda, we'll be talking about her latest book, Old Nana Coca, a children's book launched today that celebrates the importance of caring for country and learning from elders. Also in the program today, we explore this year's NIDOC theme for our elders. As you'll hear, this theme acknowledges the cultural knowledge holders, trailblazers, teachers, leaders and survivors who have laid the foundations for future generations. On NITV Radio today, we also have a yarn with uh, Mandy Quadrio, a First Nations artist of national significance, explaining her entry in Between Waves, Yelingwa 2023, an exhibition celebrating Indigenous artists of Southeastern Australia. The event was launched over the weekend, coinciding with NIDOC Week 2023. All these stories and more coming to you after the latest news. Bertrand Tungandame, Ngaya. I am Bertrand Tungandame. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy erected outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. Two eminent Indigenous elders acknowledged with prestigious national NIDOC awards. Thousands have turned out at rallies nationwide to back the Indigenous voice to Parliament. And Australia's National Anti-Scam Centre begins operations with a task force focused on disrupting investment scams. Two pioneering Indigenous Elders have received the National NIDOC Elders of the Year Awards at a ceremony that honoured Indigenous Australians in a number of categories. Auntie Dr. Matilda House-Williams won the Female Elder of the Year Award for her instrumental work in founding the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in 1972 and helped establish the Aboriginal Legal Service. The proud Ngamri, Walabalua and Wiradjuri elder was emotional as she received the honour. We are very, very powerful, us elders. I've never turned away from anything. I'll fight till I can stand no more. 
Around a man, William Tilmouth won the Male Elder of the Year Award for his tireless work supporting homeless people and young people at risk. Thousands have turned out at rallies across Australia in support of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. Several thousand people attended Sydney's Come Together for Yes event and similar events drew large crowds in cities nationwide. Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Burney made an impassioned plea for a yes vote at a rally in Brisbane, saying the voice would make a practical difference to the lives of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Banjarong Yota Yota man John Hedger spoke at a yes event in Canberra. He says a voice to parliament will ensure Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people can have their voices heard and make lasting change. It can give community a greater say over what matters to them. It changes the way government have to interact with our communities, where we get valued, our leadership is respected, and together we can start to forge a better future, not just for our communities, but for the whole country. Nationals leader David Littleproud is once again expressing opposition to a voice to parliament, saying Australians are more likely to support constitutional recognition alone. The Yes campaign is ramping up its message during NIDOC week, which started yesterday, and intends, and intends to feature ordinary Australians as opposed to celebrities in their national advertisement. Mr Little Broad says he isn't concerned about elements of the campaign, but more about what they are trying to promote. He told Channel 9 the Prime Minister should have focused on a referendum for constitutional recognition without a voice. If this was just about constitutional recognition, we'd sign up. In fact, we'd be the first ones there. And I think the Prime Minister's got an opportunity to show leadership and courage to actually uh, step away from this and make it just about constitutional recognition. You only have to look at the polls. These divide the country. The opportunity's here to bring us together. Let's make this about a set of words that actually gives the recognition that Indigenous Australians working want. And let's work towards closing the gap with the practical measures. Green Senator Barbara Pocock denies claims that her party are politicising the nation's new anti-corruption watchdog just days after it became operational. The National Anti-Corruption Commission, known as the NAAC, is headed by Paul Brereton, who led a previous investigation into the criminal misconduct on the battlefield by Australian Special Forces in Afghanistan. Nationals MP Barnaby Joyce accused the Greens of politicising the commission after Barbara Pocock immediately referred consultancy firm PwC to the commission yesterday. The referral comes following revelations PwC staff shared confidential tax information from the Treasury Department to secure new business. Senator Pocock says the referral is not political and relates to fundamental questions of ethics and transparency. This is a matter which concerns many thousands of Australians and it it has concerned a lot of money. Um, It's not a question of a politician making a referral about a political question uh, in our parliament. It's a national issue about uh, the proper use of public funds, uh, the proper separation of conflicts of interest, uh, knowing that it's inappropriate to use confidential information to make money for your firm. 
The National Anti-Scam Center is up and running since the 1st of July with the launch of a task force focused on disrupting investment scams and minimizing scam losses. The specialist task force will operate for six months, bringing together regulators and the private sector to take actions such as removing investment scam websites from the internet. Investment scams accounted for most of the funds lost by Australians to, come to scam activity in 2022. Of the record $3.1 billion lost last year, $1.5 billion related to investment scams. Deputy, Deputy Treasurer Stephen Jones says the task force will take on three key roles. It's a first for Australia and it'll be about the government taking the fight up to scammers to ensure that Australians aren't left on their own. The National Anti-Scam Centre will have three critical functions. The first is disruption. It's about ensuring that whether those criminal networks are operating in Australia or wherever they're working around the world, will be disrupting their activity. So disruption, education and information sharing, but also providing more support to victims. The Deputy Treasurer also says Australians who have had their information or identity stolen will be referred to support services such as ID Care, which will, which will help restore lost data. Indonesian President Joko Widodo begins his three-day visit to Australia later today as part of bilateral talks. He says a key focus for him will be finalising a deal on battery production for electric vehicles. Mr. Widodo says the deal makes sense considering Indonesia has the world's largest nickel reserves and Australia is the world's largest lithium producer. Indonesia, the largest economy in Southeast Asia, is positioning itself to become a regional manufacturing centre for battery and electrical vehicle industries. The federal government has announced a new special envoy for the Pacific to bolster Australia's diplomatic relationships relationships in the region. UN MacDonald, a senior foreign affairs department official, will take on the inaugural role. He has also been appointed the new High Commissioner to the Republic of Fiji. Mr. MacDonald has headed the Office of the Pacific for the past four years and previously served as Australia's High Commissioner to New Zealand. In a joint statement, Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong and International Development Minister Pat Conroy say the new role reflects the federal government's commitment to build strong relationships in the region based on shared priorities and values. Chinese Vice President Han Zheng has called for peaceful multilateral relations between major powers at the opening ceremony of the 11th World Peace Forum in Beijing. Officials, policymakers, and experts have gathered at Tsinghua University in Beijing to promote solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing the world today. Mr. Zheng says China is willing to uphold the principles of multilateralism and that openness and cooperation are urgently needed. He says influential world powers need to work together to address pressing challenges in global politics. No matter how complex the problems are and how sharp the challenges are, the international community, especially influential major powers, should take a clear stance based on the needs and wishes of the parties involved.
to encourage peace talks, mediate through conciliation and support relevant parties to establish mutual trust, resolve disputes and promote security through dialogue. The mayor of a Paris suburb says his home was rum-raided during nationwide unrest with protesters attacking his wife and children as they fled. The protest in response to the fatal the federal police shooting of a 17-year-old of North African descent known as Nahel raged for a fifth night. The centre-right mayor of the southern suburb of Leyle Rose, Vincent Jeanbrun, says his wife broke her leg attempting to flee the aggressors who drove their vehicle at the suburban house. The vehicle was halted by a low wall ringing the property's outdoor terrace, so the occupants then torched the car. As Chambrin's wife and two children fled through the backyard, they were attacked with fireworks. With Mr. Chambrin telling French television TF1 that his wife Melanie is now recovering from surgery to a broken leg, facing a three-month rehabilitation. We are very tired. We're exhausted. We're sad. We're angry. We're scared. And at the same time, we are standing tall. Just as I was coming here, I was told that my wife's operation went well and that it would not be long before she wakes up. So we take every small victory, small happiness, as they come. The grandmother of the 17-year-old killed by police has pleaded for calm, urging people who are breaking things to stop. Back home, there has been about 10 flight cancellations at Sydney's domestic airport this morning, with some travellers saying they were not notified until they arrived at the airport. This comes after 150 cancellations between Friday and Sunday, with pilots limited to a single runway due to strong winds and staff shortages. The 10 cancelled flights were mostly from Virgin Airlines, as other passengers are having a smoother ride, with the Bureau of Meteorology now calling off wind warnings for New South Wales. Over the weekend, the cancellations led to huge irritated crowds spilling out of the airport terminals as the New South Wales school holiday began. And now to sport, Australia has taken a 2-0 lead in the Ashes after completing a dramatic 43-run defeat of England in the second test at Lords. On a fiery final day in London, Ben Stokes threatened to lead England to victory before he lost before the hosts were eventually bowled out for 327 in pursuit of 371. It means Australia can win an Ashes series in England for the first time in 22 years with victory in the third test at Headingley starting Thursday. Now having a look at the weather around the country this Monday, Broome sunny 24, Perth showers 18, Adelaide cloudy 14, Melbourne cloudy 15, Hobart partly cloudy 12, Albury Wodonga mostly cloudy 14, Canberra mostly sunny 14, Wollongong cloudy 17, Sydney possible late shower 17, Newcastle similar conditions 18, Brisbane similar 21, Townsville mostly sunny 24, Keynes showers 27, Alice Springs cloudy 11, Darwin mostly sunny 31, and the Torres Strait Islands partly cloudy day ahead and a top of 31 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. NITV Radio. 
Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1pm or anytime online. Welcome back and uh, that was uh, Colors of My People by uh, Naidala and uh, the song is lifted from her album Colors of My People. When this album was actually released, it was said that uh, it conveys the need for reconciliation and as a Jagan artist, respect for First Nations peoples is deeply rooted across Naidala's collection of songs. Can't think of a better title to start our Nido Quick content. I'm Bertrand Tungandame and listening to NITV Radio coming to you from NAM on the Kulin Nation this Monday afternoon. Coming up next, we explore this year's NIDOC theme for our elders, a celebration of the cultural knowledge holders, trailblazers, teachers, leaders and survivors who have laid the foundations for future generations. Also in your program today, we have a yarn with the Mandi Quadrio talking about her entry in Between Waves at Yelingwa 2023, an exhibition celebrating Indigenous artists of Southeastern Australia, an event that was launched over the weekend, coinciding with the beginning of Nido Week 2023. But first, let's explore Old Nana Koka, Caring for Country, a new children's book launched today celebrating the importance of caring for country and learning from elders message that aligns with the theme of Nido Quick 2023. Old Nana Caring for Country is a new children's book co-written by artist, storyteller and respected Yamajinunga elder Auntie Rhonda Collard Spratt. Old Nana Koka seeks to spread a message of environmentalism and shed light on the wisdom of our elders and is being launched in the context of NIDOC Week 2023, whose theme is for our elders. And I'm happy to say Auntie Rhonda is joining us on NITV Radio to explore her new book and its message. Auntie Rhonda, first of all, welcome to NITV Radio and uh, can you tell us about uh, the book? Old Nona Koka and the message it conveys. Thank you. Well, this new book is called Old Nana Koka, Caring for Country. And it's a very important message for the whole world, really, because um, it carries ancient teachings from our people. And I think it goes across all nations about caring for each other, caring for our sacred mother earth, the land, the the rivers, the forest, because we all need a healthy earth to survive. So it's about each of us doing our part individually to help the planet survive. And also it's very important because all life is sacred, whether we're human beings, trees, plants and animals and fish in the sea. We all have a place on the planet and we must try to keep it strong and healthy so we have a future for our next generations and generations to come so and I'm also bringing back our language Aboriginal language it's the Noongar language in this book which I'm I'm a Noongar people from the Perth area and I'm also Yamaji from the northwest of Western Australia so it's important to keep our connections to the land and to each other. So that's why it's very important to keep our dreaming stories alive. 
because all my life I heard of the Bible stories because I'm stolen generation. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it's an honour and a gift to be able to share this to the world because we are the longest living culture on the planet and that's something for all of us to be proud of, that we are still here, yeah, still yeah, continuing yeah. in our, our ways and keeping that strong and building up the next generation with their strength and identity and in who they are as our future leaders. Now, the book tells the story of Nana Kwaka, which I believe is a wallaby. It also conveys a message of caring for country and uh, wisdom, and uh, it's mainly about culture. Yes, that's so true, and she is a wise old Nana. See, in Aboriginal culture, I'm a great-grandmother, so I'm called Old Nana. It's about passing on wisdom, being an elder. That's what the theme for NAIDOC is, for our elders, and as elders... We need to set that example by not just speaking about it, by following through with your words and your actions. And that has a big impact on our next generation to let them know that they can survive in the uh, mainstream culture and there is a place for them. So it's about passing on this knowledge through the ways we do it, through art, music, dance and storytelling. So we're still connecting to our ancient ways, but in a modern way. So now yeah. I'm writing in books. Before I used to sit on the ground and draw and tell stories with a stick and the red earth. Yeah. But the wind and the rain could come and wash that away, but it can't now because it's on books. It's on paper. <laughs> it's a new way of teaching and um, sharing, which is yeah. very important. And to know each other through stories, music and song and dance, it's its the best way to do it because everybody can relate to music. It's a language of the heart for the whole world. Now, the book is connected to your country and also the Rottnest Island, also known as uh, Wajimup. Rottnest Island has a rather controversial past as it was uh, used uh, in the colonial period as a detention, rather a penal uh, centre where Aboriginal people were exiled. It has now been converted into a major tourism destination despite its tragic history. It's a place where not many of us Aboriginal people go to because of the sadness of that island. And actually my great-great-grandfather was sentenced twice for spearing a sheep and he lived way away from Perth, up north, in the Gascoigne area and the Murchison. And what they actually did, he got fined, he was arrested and fined for spearing one sheep and he was shackled round the neck the arms and the legs and marched to Perth with hundreds of other Aboriginal men and boys from all around Western Australia and he got six years hard labour and there's a mass grave there of our people Knight went there in January, no February sorry this year and I just wept knowing that our people suffered all the injustices. It's a history that white Australia isn't aware of. So in my book called Old Manakwaka, Caring for Country, I put a paragraph in there acknowledging what happened to our ancestors on Wajimup, yeah. And that Wajimup means where the spirits go. 
That's the it's, real name, not Ratness. Do you know why they call it Ratness or Rotness? So what's the story behind the name uh, Rotness Island? When the um, white people first came, they thought they were rats. <laughs> That's how they called it, rot- Ratness Island, and over the years it became Rotness Island. Yeah, another one of those uh, misnomers. Yeah, it's a beautiful place, but the history is ugly. Now, uh, Rodnest uh, Island has uh, been uh, turned into a tourist destination with a famous resort where tourists flock every year. Which brings us now to another theme you touch on in the book, especially how tourists mistreat native animals. Uh, they hurt them and injure them and make them sick and live when they live litter around all over the place. You know, we must be aware of our surroundings and we must not litter our earth. You know, take your rubbish with you because they do cause harm. Like I see so many turtles were choking on plastic and whales with nets wrapped around them. We must realise that we share this planet with beautiful creatures and they all have a right to live their life without torture from all the rubbish that we throw away. We should put it in the right place and think of all the other animals and insects and frogs that they have a right to live their life without being hurt from stuff that our human beings leave around carelessly. So we must always be aware and... Um, that's what, how I live my life. We can all make our own individual efforts on our own personal level and do the right thing and put things in the bin. You know, you see birds with plastic bottles choking them and it's so sad. You see seals with nets and hooks hurting them. So we must always keep that in our mind and, and think, you know, it's not just for humans. Every living life has a right to live their life fully and this is how because we believe all life is sacred that's the way I try to live yeah so many strong messages and themes explored in this book which is actually one of a series of books for four to 12 year olds but its message is universal it's a message about caring for country for future generations hence its alignment with uh, this year's NIDOC week theme for our elders that's so true caring for our elders because we are the keepers of knowledge and uh, the keepers of language stories dance and song and through our life our lived experiences we are full of experiences that we can share with our next generations and um, build their confidence, strength up in who they are as First Nations people of this land. Because as elders, our journey will be coming to an end. I'll be 72 this year and it's important. We must pass on knowledge. We must share wisdom. We must give advice. And respect is earned, so you must earn your respect. It's just not a given. You need to earn your place in society within our culture as well. So you've got to respect everyone and show your true heart through your words and your actions. People can talk, but if they don't put it into action, it's empty words. That's uh, very important in our culture, and I think to everyone's culture, really. 
My word is all I have. To me, that's very important. If I say something and I'm going to do it, I do it. That's what I do. And I think it would be great if we all did this by treating people kindly and respecting each other, respecting the earth and the animals. I think that's a good way to live and not to be selfish and mean. It's about seeing the goodness in everyone and know that we all belong to the human race. Yeah, very, very strong words of wisdom there. By reading this book, I believe we can all learn from the words of wisdom it carries. Now, where can one go and uh, purchase uh, your books? Uh, where can one uh, get? How can one get their hands on uh, Old Nana Koka? Um, well, we have a website called spiritofthedreaming.com. It's all small letters and together. And if you come through, through our website, we sign it and post it to you. I'm getting good at writing books now, Patron. <laughs> I've been signing them. We also have um, audio books where people can hear me narrating our stories. They have the sounds of the wind and the animals, the birds. Then they, we have a song because we love singing and writing songs. And the song in this book is called Caring for Country. We also have a glossary of all our Aboriginal words in it. So you can hear it and say it the right way. So you can get that with us too from spiritofthedreaming.com. And I also, we go to schools and talk to students and it's a good way of being with our younger generations. And we listen to their concerns and we hear them and we see them because many times as Aboriginal people, we are unheard and unseen. That's a good message we like to carry on to our next generation because they are our future. And we need our future to be strong. You know, life is about challenges and how you face them. And you can always go to your elders for advice. And as an elder, we need to sit and listen to our, to our next generation because they are our future. Auntie Rhonda Collard, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio about your new book, Old Nana Coca, being launched in the context of NIDOC Week 2023. Thank you so much, Bitran. So all the best to you and your listeners. NITV Radio, share our stories on Facebook. Now, that was uh, Auntie Rhonda Collard uh, Spratt. Uh, that story will be published uh, on our website, sbs.com.au slash NITV radio. Now, time for a break and a truck. And when we come back, more details about the theme of NIDOC Week 2023. Stay tuned. And, uh... Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Now, this year's NIDOC theme is For Our Elders. As Marcus Nalalanga explains, it celebrates the cultural knowledge holders, trailblazers, teachers, leaders and survivors who have laid the foundations for future generations. More than 40 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander language regions are represented throughout this exhibition entitled Shape by the Sea at the Australian National Maritime Museum in Sydney. It's a knowledge capsule created in collaboration between First Nations curators, elders and community. Tyson Frigo is a curator of Indigenous programs at the museum. 
it's important to be able to respectfully hold knowledge. Um, uh, I like to think of knowledge as a, a, a river, so um, it has to flow. Um, it can't be stagnant. It has to pass from one person to the next. And whether that be orally through conversation or perhaps what we're doing now with the digital space website we've got up, um, Garigaran Garigaru, which allows us to be able to reach a broader audience that might necessarily be able to access the museum in person. Some of this knowledge has been passed to Mr. Frigo, Awurajiri and Yuan Man through Yuan and Wawan Man, Uncle Dean Kelly. One of the most important things that my old teacher said to me was, give it away to keep it. And that statement stuck with me for a long time now. Even though he's gone, it still rings in my ears. And raising awareness about our culture through different ways, practical ways, or sitting, yarning, and um, sitting quietly is important. Why is it important to preserve it? Well, we don't want to lose it. When it comes to recognising the status of elder, there's a range of traditions and cultural practice which vary between nations, clans and family groups. Mr Kelly has his own perception. My perception of elder is you earn the right from the community or the people. The people tell you who you are by the way they start to respect you. Your behaviour is important. As does Mr Frigo. An elder to me, at least in my personal opinion, is someone that's gone before you someone that you can go to um, and they're able to imbue you with the knowledge of their lived history. I've known elders that were younger than me in some instances, but within community they're seen and, and respected as elders because of the way that they carry themselves, the protocol that they carry, as well as that cultural um, knowledge that they, that they carry and share. When it comes to the term emerging elder, Mr Kelly is a little more sceptical. Emerging elders? I don't know, each to their own. Um, no criticism to those who believe in that. But, you know, your time will come. If you're going to become that elder that people come to that has knowledge, wisdom, and all the other characters that go with it, well, you have to start somewhere and the time will tell you and the people and the community will respond to that. He hopes to share his knowledge to help grow the next generation. Working with young people excites me. It encourages me to keep on going. When I see a young person doing something well with culture, I know that I'm doing okay. Marcellus and Lunger, SBS News. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. some of the great podcasts that SBS creates, including ours, you can find them on the SBS Audio app and website. Each year, we also invite podcast ideas from the public to commission new podcasts from diverse Australian voices. Do you have a story to tell? If you have an idea for a podcast series that would feel at home on SBS, we want to hear from you. Submit your pitch via our website until July 31. For more information, please visit sbs.com.au slash podcast pitch. We must now step aside for a break, but when we come back, we'll hear from Mandy Quadrio. She's an artist of national significance, have been inclu- having been included in solo and group exhibitions across Australia. Well, I caught up with her in the sidelines of the launch of uh, between Waves at Yelingwa 2023, an event 
that celebrates First Nations artists of southeastern Australia. Stay tuned. NITV Radio, share our stories on Facebook. Now, Between Waves, the third edition of Yalingwa exhibition featuring 10 ambitious commissions by emerging and established First Nations artists that embrace the intersection of material and immaterial realms of knowledge and knowing is launching in the sidelines of Nidoc Week 2023 and I'm happy to say one of the featured artists, uh, Mandy Quadrio, is joining us on NITV Radio to explore the exhibition and in particular her entry. Welcome to NITV Radio, Mandy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, we're just at the opening, uh, the launch of the exhibition, and you just made a very brief presentation of your entry. Uh, Big moving story behind it. I won't try to describe it. I'll just let you tell us about this entry. Mm -hmm. So, largely, my art practice is informed by, um, you know, two major influences in my life, and um, they are the, the disappearance of my mother from Nam here, in the 1960s, she just vanished and her disappearance was never, ever investigated. She was completely erased from my life. And I'm also a Tasmanian Aboriginal woman. Um, I'm a trawal boy from the far northeast coast of Lutruwita, Tasmania. I'm also from the Laramina Mena people of the Oyster Bay Nation. And so as... Palawa people, as Tasmanian um, Aboriginal people, we've always lived under this myth of extinction, that Tasmanian Aboriginal people are extinct. So again, this living with this denial, these notions of erasure. In my art practice, I work with this idea of erasure and my materiality references um, this notion. So I work with steel wool, And I also work with steel wire mesh, this scouring material or this scrubbing out material that, um, you know, the scrubbing away of our Indigenous culture and our identity. Uh, I saw the artwork that you entered. Now it's a scrubbing material, but look, at it's so beautiful. How do you turn something that's used for scrubbing off dirt and uh, turn it into something as beautiful as that? Um, Well, it's actually an industrial material, this steel wire mesh, but it has this beautiful iridescent quality. So when it's illuminated, when you cast light on it, it throws these beautiful colours. So while it is a harsh and abrasive wire, at the same time, it also appears as quite beautiful. And yeah, In the installation, it doesn't look like steel at all. It looks like silver and it's bright and shiny. Maybe the illusion is brought by the lighting and the how it's presented. Going back to the theme that you developed there, the disappearance of your mother, it's something that uh, we've been covering in the media lately. It's coming to attention that um, there are indigenous femicides, indigenous women who die and disappear and no proper investigation. This for many people would have just been um, bring about despair and complete heartbreaking and um, story and you turn it into an art and tell a story. I don't know how to even turn this question. Just Mm. tell us how this... um, Um, Well, exactly. I mean, you know, while my artwork comes from this place of trauma, you know, I'm celebrating our cultural richness and our cultural beauty. 
And um, as with the story of the disappearance of my mother, at the same time, you know, I also actively celebrate her presence. I give her a presence. And she's always present in my work. She just appears in ways that probably only I understand. But I think that's important that, you know, she is given that presence because she just, um, yeah, for Indigenous women, I mean, it's, it's a common story, sadly, for Indigenous women all around the world. You know, I mean, in Australia here, no one really kind of cared for a long time. I think it's only recently that people are starting to take notice of that. But, you know, no statistics were ever kept until after 2000s and probably even still they're not really kept. And, you know, often when Indigenous women go missing, because when they're, when they're alive, they're very visible to the police, but when they're, they're not, when, they're, when they're, they're missing or gone, they become invisible and they're largely blamed for their own disappearance. You know, they're cast as being neglectful or drug addicts or bad people and so so it kind of absolves the the nation state and the police forever not having to to look for them so they're actually yeah that they're, they're cast as the victim now i know it's the opening night so i open the mic to you for any closing thoughts or anything we haven't covered that you'd like to add to the conversation um, look, I think this is a wonderful exhibition and um, it's, it's a great mob of artists here and I think it's really worthwhile for people to pop down to ACCA here in South Bank in, in Melbourne. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, the art asks a lot of questions and it's important that people come along and, um, yeah, just, you know, just kind of see how they feel about a lot of issues that are confronting Indigenous people today. I think it's important, you know, that these stories are brought forward. One more question is where, besides these art, these uh, pieces that are exhibited here, where else can people see your art and see all these messages that you portray in your work? <clears throat> um, so I have work in a, a few different places at the moment. Um, I've got a, a piece in the... Um, the Cairns Indigenous Art Fair, so I'm showing up there with Kaya. Yes, so that's Kaya is the Contemporary Indigenous Art Program at Griffith University, and they're showcasing past artists at the fair. Um, I've also got um, another work about my mother. It's a bulk help work, and that sh it's called Speaking with Alison, and that's showing at the Redcliffe Art Gallery in Brisbane. And um, I'm also showing a large steel wall type of wallaby, modelled on a wallaby skin cloak, and that's showing at the University of the Sunshine Coast Art Gallery. I think that's up until August or September. Thank you very much for joining us on NITV Red. Oh, you're very welcome. Visit sbs.com.au slash NITV radio. Now, uh, all the stories uh, you heard uh, in the program today, including uh, the interview with Auntie Rhonda Collard-Sprat about her new children's book, and uh, the interview with um, 
Mandy Quadrio about her latest entry in uh, Yelingwa 2023 between waves. Uh, all these stories will be published on our website sbs.com.au slash NITV radio. And uh, this brings us slowly to the end of uh, today's program. Thank you very much for your company this Monday afternoon. We'll be back with more stories from right across the country on Wednesday and uh, Friday this week. I'm Bertrandungandami. Till next time, bye for now. People's movement. People's movement. People's movement.